Hello and welcome to the Change With Him Real Raw Redeemed podcast. My name is Sarah and I am your host. Uh, I shared a post yesterday that made me laugh. I love when things come to me and they're not of me, they're not from me because I know who they're from. And I always smile and I always say thank you. And those are the things that I love to share. Those are the things that I know have been placed in my heart to share. And oftentimes they're very easy, simple words and phrases, but they have so much meaning, so much power. They pack a big punch. And that's exactly what words do. Words pack a big punch. And the phrase was pray, it can't hurt. And I laughed because (laughs) of the truth. The truth is that when we pray, it can't hurt. And even when we're hurt, we feel like there's no out. And the truth is we're not our feelings, but we believe that we're our feelings. And that's where we get all confused and twisted and knotted and bound up because we feel like we're our feelings. We feel hurt and we think, well, the truth is, and we say things like that, but the truth is it can't hurt. It just pray about it. Every time you're hurt, I remember back in all of the experiences with the narcissist, I I didn't even know I was praying. And I laugh now because I prayed way more than I ever thought that I prayed because I didn't call it praying because I wasn't saying it was praying. I wasn't beginning the prayer with dear God or dear Lord or (laughs) hello, if anyone's up there, it was just a talking. It was in internal dialogue, a wishing, a hoping, a dreaming for a different outcome, a different situation. And I know that God knows because he is the one that created us. And and Jesus, when he went out to pray, he was, he was direct about it. He was, he was calculated about it. He was intentional with it. He went out to pray. And there were so many times that I prayed, but I wouldn't say that I was praying because I didn't believe it then. I didn't have the the type of relationship I have with him now where I do say, dear God or heavenly father, it sounds like the beginning of writing a letter. It sounds like the beginning of a dialogue, the beginning of a conversation. And I I heard this pray, it won't hurt. <laughs> and a lot of times I think about in, in my past when I wasn't a quote unquote believer, the truth is we all are. We all believe in something. We either believe that everything is bad, going wrong and out to get us and working against us, or we believe in something better. We believe in change. And if we're asking for change, there's at least a little glimpse of believing that change is possible, that that change is available. And it always is possible. It always is available with him. But a lot of times we don't say that we pray, but we get frustrated. We express feelings thoughts, emotions, and we express them to other people. And when we express them only to other people and we limit ourselves in our expressing and we only express hurt, hang up, pain, and we express it to people who can't really do anything about it, then we feel stuck in it. And we miss the point of taking it to him, the one who can do something about it, the one who can do not only something about it to make it okay, but to make it far greater than we could have ever 
seen it becoming. Um, that's why I laughed when I, when I shared pray, it won't hurt anything. <laughs> if we pray and nothing changes, we get what we've already got, right? If we pray and nothing changes, it, it stays the same. It remains. So at least we know what to expect because we expect what we've currently got. But if we pray and something changes, we go, oh, wow. And God hears every prayer. And when we're calling it what it is and not what it's not, I think his ears prick up even more because there's an element of truth. When we're praying and we say that we're praying and we know it's not going to hurt anything, uh, either we experience in this moment, nothing happened, things are the same, things have remained, but we continue praying, that shows to God our continued faith. And I, I know in my heart that he rewards continued faith. He rewards perseverance. He rewards staying in truth. And the truth is that you're continuing to hope in him every time you pray. You're, you're continuing to come to him, the creator, not the creation, and give glory and honor to him because you're saying, I know you can do something about this. I have full faith. I have full trust. I have full belief that you you are the one that can do something about this. And sometimes I believe he tests us because we'll say that to him and we'll throw a prayer. God, please do something about this. This is what's going on. This is what I'm asking of you. And you told me ask and you shall receive. And I'm, I'm begging, I'm hoping, I'm praying, I'm pleading that I receive this that I'm asking for. But then we go and we try and, and do it ourselves, fix it ourselves, or, or put our faith in something or someone else. And I believe that sending a message, a signal to him that, oh, never mind, I got it. I, I don't believe in you. I got it. Like, I, I, I'm going to go take these matters into my own hands. I, I'm going to go put my faith, my hope, my trust in something or someone else because I don't believe that you either care about me, heard me, love me, are going to do anything about it. So, I, I, you know what? Never mind. I've got it. <laughs> I mean, if you want to step in, you know, if you're not busy doing anything else, then I mean, sure. But, you know, I really, I, I need this done now. And then we're not trusting his timing. We're not trusting his ways. We're, we're wanting our own and then we're taking it back. It's like we're, we're praying and then we're like rescinding the prayer. We're taking it back. Hey God, would you do this for me? Never mind. You know what? I'll do, I, you, know, I, you know what? I'll do it myself. Thanks. You didn't do it fast enough. You didn't do it in, in the right way. You didn't do it in the right time. And it, if you've ever had an experience of that growing up where you've, you've asked someone to come in and help you and, and or they've asked you to come in and help and your, your response is, yeah, hold on just a second. Let me finish this up. I'll be right there. And they're like, you know what? Never mind. You know what? If you're not willing to help me, if you're not going to help me, then screw you. Then F you. I'll, I'll go do it myself. And you're like, whoa, whoa, really? I said just a moment. Let me finish this up. I'd be happy to help. I'll be right there. Really? And that's your attitude? That's the way you're going to treat me? Okay. Have it your way. And I feel like a lot of times that's the way that we interact, we engage with, and we treat God. Like when we give him our prayer requests, we get mad. Like, hello? Are, 
Are you there? Is anyone home? Are you not listening to me? You know what? Never mind. F you. Screw you. I'll, I'll go do it myself. And he's like, okay. All right. Have it your way. And that's this beautiful, <laughs> yet really not beautiful at times, sometimes gift of free will that we're like, okay, you know what? And when we pray, we say, well, you know what? Just pray. It's not going to hurt anything. But sometimes it's it does. But it's not the prayer that hurts. It's what we do after we pray that hurts. And I think sometimes what we do after we pray to God hurts him and it hurts us. I mean, God's got feelings too. If you look at what he did for us, he, he, <laughs> I can't help but laugh when I think about this. He prayed the, he paid the price for all of our sins. Sin hurts. You know that sin hurts. You know that when you sin and you feel bad and all these bad things are happening in your life, it hurts. Uh, look at the one who paid the price for all of our sins, for all time. To say that he doesn't know what it's like to experience hurt is just ridiculous. And we often are so absorbed and so wrapped up in thinking about ourselves and the things that we're praying for that we lose sight of it. And we we get so hyper-focused on our needs, our goals, our wants, our desires, and our manifesting of them and our getting them right now. And, and when I <laughs> experience the phrase, pray, it's not going to hurt anything. And contemplating it, taking it deeper, it can. Because it's it's what we do with it that can hurt. It can hurt him. It can hurt us. And it, it hurts him to see us get off course with that and to not have patience and to not have faith in the waiting, in the trials, in the hard times, in, in the tribulation. When we're in the mud, we pray, God, get me out of this situation. You know what? I'm going to take it in my own hands. I'm going to go do this on my own because I don't believe that you are going to help me or you're not doing it fast enough. You're not doing it in the right way in the right time. I told you I wanted it done by this time, this date. And then suddenly we're like a horrible boss. And that's the relationship that we have with him. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That is not the kind of relationship that I want to have with you. But your actions are creating that type of relationship between us. And that's not what I want. That's not my hope, my prayer, my goal, my wish, my dream, my desire for you. And you're saying that it's not for you too, but your actions are speaking different words and our actions speak words. And we often come to God through word, through prayer. We tell him what we want. We tell him when we want it. We tell him how we want it. And then our actions are different. And then we wonder why everything feels so messed up, so fucked up. So out of alignment, it's like, it's not him. He's faithful to the end. He always has been and he always will be. Faithful to the end. God, you are always good. Where do I begin? We begin with praying. Praying can't hurt. I read a verse today. It says, um, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. That's 2 Timothy 2.13. And oftentimes we pray, but we have faithless prayers. We tell him what we want. And we cherry pick. 
and we say, ask and you shall receive, ask and it will be given unto you. But then we're faithless about it. We're not willing to wait for it because it didn't happen automatically immediately right now. We don't see it before our eyes. We don't see that things take time. You pray for a baby. You have sex. You find out you're pregnant. Guess what? You have to wait. <laughs> you got what you asked for. You desired to begin a family. Okay, well, there's actions that need to be taken. You got to have sex. You got to have the little sperm, one in however many million or billion of them there are that get shot out to go find the egg, permeate, penetrate the egg, begin to develop, begin to grow, begin to multiply the cells that are in there and grow to become a human. You got what you asked for. You peed on a stick. You saw the little line. You're pregnant. Congratulations. You got what you asked for, but you still have to wait to get what you asked for. Does that make sense? There were so, so many years that I prayed to get pregnant. I desired to have a baby. I wanted a baby so bad because I wanted a family. I wanted the family that I never had. I wanted a loving family, a supportive family, a kind family. I wanted an Instagram family. I wanted to just have millions of dollars and travel the world and be happy and just... <laughs> Things that it seemed like other people had that I didn't. I wanted that. And I prayed for it. And I asked for it. Had sex. Peed on a stick. Saw the lines. Yay! I got what I asked for! Oh my god, I'm pregnant! I, I didn't have my baby right away. I still had to wait. And, and that's the way it is with prayer. You got what you asked for, but you still have to wait to receive what you asked for. And that's where so many of us go off course and say, you know what, I'm going to go do it myself. And there are so many examples of that in the Bible. You look at Sarah and Abraham and, and God promised them, hey, you're going to have a baby. And she's like, about i'm too old abraham's too old hey abraham go knock up someone else she's gonna have a baby before i ever do and they did and they did knocked up someone else had a baby and then sarah had a baby because god is faithful when she was faithless he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself and we deny ourselves all the time we deny ourselves through our lies we project the image of ourselves unto him. We say, you know what? I, I, he can't do that. I, I can't do that. I can't see how that's going to happen. So I can't see how he's going to make it happen. And then we get impatient. And we, we tell ourselves lies. It's not that we forget. I don't believe that we forget. Because I believe that we already know. I believe that we just connect and attach to lies because we're impatient and we need reminding. That's why we need to continue to return to his word because it reminds us of who he is. In 2 Timothy, if we are faithless, it's, might as well say when we are faithless because we are a lot, he remains faithful. He is full of faith, faithful. You can take the front and flip it to the back and the back and flip it to the front. Full of faith. He's faithful. He's full of it. Like 100%. Maxed out. Capped. Totally full of faith. And we're maybe 50% sometimes. Maybe 60. Maybe 20. Maybe 8. 
depending on what it is that we want, how much pain we're experiencing, not having the thing that we desire right now. And we forget that we need to wait. We forget that we already have it. It's already ours. We forget that we are pregnant, pregnant. We've received what we asked for, but we still have to wait to receive what we asked for. And this is the connection with manifestation that I made. This is what it's like. We pray, we pray, we pray. We get what we asked for. We received what we desired. The little lines show up on the pregnancy test, but you still have to wait to get the baby, but you already have the baby. But there's a, a waiting and it's waiting in faithfulness. It's a knowing and an understanding. You've already see, received what you asked for, what you prayed for, what you desired. And then it's like, it can't come fast enough. I remember thinking and feeling like, oh my God, I've been pregnant for like 10 years. No, it's been 10 months, 40 weeks. Well, if there's four weeks in a month, 40 divided by four is 10. I don't know where they say nine months. <laughs> I don't know. And then they say that you're late. The doctor will say, oh, you're late. You're over 40 weeks. No, that's bullshit. Everything happens in the right way, in the right time. God's time, not doctor's time. Hello, doctor. You're not God. The baby didn't come early. The baby didn't come late. The baby came right on time, in God's time. And I remember my daughter came, quote unquote, two and a half weeks early. But then some of the measurements were at 39 weeks. Some of them were at 36 weeks. Some of them were at 37 and a half. I'm like, that doesn't even make any sense. None of this makes sense. My daughter came in the perfect way at the perfect time. Was it comfortable? No. Was it painless? No. Was it pain-free? Absolutely not. The same is true with life. It's not always comfortable. It's not always painless. It's not always pain-free, but we get what we ask for. He heard our prayers and he delivered and we received, but we have to wait in the receiving of the thing that we've received already. And that's where we get so frustrated. And that's where I say, pray, it can't hurt, but sometimes it can't, but it's not him who's hurting us. It's us who's hurting us. And that's what makes me laugh about all this. <laughs> Even if I'm faithless, God, you are faithful because it's always in your nature to be so. Even when I'm unloving, you never are. You couldn't be. God is love. It doesn't say God is sometimes love. God is love when he feels like being love. God is. It's the essence of his being. It's who he is. It's us who isn't always or who is sometimes and other times we're like, meh, I don't feel like it. He doesn't waver. He doesn't alter based on his feelings. That's us. That's a human thing. That's what we do. That's not what he does. And in a prayer I saw, it said, oh, how I want to have your nature that I might live in a way that brings healing and peace to all. Help me, please. We need to ask God for help. And oftentimes that's what our prayers do. Our prayers are asking, God, will you help me? This is a situation. Will you come in and change it? And then he says, absolutely, of course, I'd love to, I'd be honored to thank you for coming to me. Thank you for honoring my power and for glorifying my name by saying, you can't do this on your own, that you need me. I'm your helper. I'm your redeemer. I'm your father. I'm your friend. I'm your comforter. I'm your provider. And by coming to me, by praying, because it can't hurt, you honored that. And because you've honored me, I'm going to honor you. I'm going to give you what you asked for. 
here it is. You might have to wait for what you asked for, though. And I don't know where that pregnancy thing just came from, but it just came <laughs> to me. <laughs> I was so grateful and so scared when I saw those lines. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. I don't know what I'm doing. My life is really fucked up right now. I'm pregnant from a narcissist. This is not going to be good. Uh, life has been such a whirlwind and so crazy since those those two lines. And I remember them. I remember actually thinking that I was getting my period because my boobs were big. They hurt. They were swollen. And I had taken so many pregnancy tests before when my boobs were big and they were hurting and swollen. And it said no. But I was praying for it. I was asking God for it. I was praying because it couldn't hurt. But I wasn't saying, dear God, I want to be pregnant. I'm like, I just want, I want, I want a baby. I want a baby. I want a baby. I want a baby. And I laugh because I look back and I'm like, how many times did I say I want a baby? I know he heard me every time. And he said, you will have one in the right time, in my time. Because it was meant to be my daughter. It wasn't meant to be any other one. Because there were opportunities for it to be other, other ones, other little spermies to make it to the egg. But they didn't. Because they weren't meant to. My daughter was meant to. She was meant to come into my life. She was meant to be a part of it. <sighs> so I just want to remind you of this today. Pray. It doesn't hurt. Tell God what you're going through. Talk to him. And then more importantly, listen. Listen to the message that he puts on your heart. Listen to, to his answer. And this is a lot of times where I get mad because I don't think I hear him. And then I get mad at me and I say I'm mad at him, but I'm really mad at myself. I'm listening. You're not saying anything. That's part of this conversation. Remember, I ask and then I try my best to listen and you're supposed to answer and you're supposed to tell me in a way that I know that it's you so that I know that I'm listening so that I can feel good about myself. You see how we do this? I do it all the time. And what I'm really saying is God make me feel good about myself. And then I feel bad about myself. And he doesn't want us to feel bad about ourselves. He wants you to know you got what you asked for. You got what you prayed for. It's coming. It's on its way to you. This is a heart. This is the essence. This is the soul of manifestation as they talk about it. And God wants you to want what you're praying for or to have what you're praying for, if it's in his will, if it's for the benefit and purpose of growing, expanding, furthering his kingdom. And a lot of times we pray for things and we get mad at him. But I always say pray, it can't hurt. But then understand sometimes you got what you prayed for, but you need to wait what you prayed for too. And then we go, oh, and a lot of times we need we need to pray and and just say sorry. And that's the beauty of repentance. It's turning around. It's acknowledging that we've done wrong, that we were the ones that were impatient, that we were the ones that for, that gave up on him, that didn't believe that he could do what we asked for, that he didn't have the power to answer our prayers or that that because he didn't do it in the right way or the right time or it happened in a different way or a different time and, and we're the ones that get impatient we're the ones that are upset we're really upset with ourselves that we're the ones that owe him an apology 
not the other way around. There are so many times where I'm like, uh, God, I think you owe me an apology. Did you not know that this happened? And if you were really that great, wonderful, and mighty, and loving, why would you let this happen? And I came down on him, and then I realized, oh, I'm sorry. I'm the one that owes you an apology. And we get like that. We get like that in relationship with each other. You know, you owe me an apology. Did you hear the way you spoke to me? You were so rude. If You know, ah. And then we get our panties up in a bunch. <laughs> oh my goodness. Ah, so pray. It can't hurt. And I invite you today to include a sincere apology in your prayer. We know that when we receive sincere apology, it feels really good. It washes things away. It's like it washes away the pain. It doesn't mean that we forget, but it washes away the energy, the anger, the maliciousness. When we receive a sincere apology, and I just wonder, and I know this is for me too, what you would experience if you were to extend a sincere apology today for your impatience, for your anger, for your frustration, for the ways that you've been and when I say you, I'm speaking to me too. I'm perfectly imperfect. I'm perfectly human. And if we just pray because it can't hurt and all we say is, God, I'm sorry. I've really fucked up. I've really, really messed up. There have been things that I've asked for from you and I haven't trusted you. I haven't believed that you could deliver them. And I've asked for them selfishly and I've gotten mad that hasn't happened on my time, but I, I trust in your time and I trust in your ways. And I just want to say today, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And I wonder how that will change your day and the posture of your heart. And I wonder what that would remove from within you, the heaviness, the hurt, the sadness, the sorrow, the burden, because he already sent his son to pay that price for you so that you don't have to carry it, so that you can carry his yoke, his burden, because it's easy and it's light. And I wonder if you pray because it can't hurt and you just say sorry with sincerity from the bottom of your heart, what will change in your life today. So I invite you to do that today. And if you don't yet have a relationship with him, but you realize in ways you've already began because you've already put out there to the universe or to stars or whatever you've been calling it. If you just acknowledge, honor, and see, you've already been praying because you've already been asking for things you desire to receive. If you ask him, desire to receive and experience a relationship with him, how things will change in your life and in your heart today, and you just pray because it can't hurt. And you say these words, Jesus Christ, come into my life. I hear you knocking the doors open. Come on in. Amen. I love you guys. I'm praying for you. Pray because it can't hurt. I'll see you soon.